following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast on the BICBP Radio Network with your hosts, EZD Derek Jaws, T-Wave Taylor Sekaterski, Big Diesel Nick Yelich, Bold Claim Ben Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. I, as always, am EZD, and I'll tell you what, I am flying solo this week because uh, sometimes scheduling just doesn't work. Uh, If you haven't been able to tell, we've been a little busy recently with uh, Big Diesel and Bold Claim Ben breaking out and doing their own thing a few weeks ago, then Big Diesel flying solo last week, and now yours truly coming at you, just me, myself, and I. Uh, it's going to be a quick one. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to go to, uh, the full, uh, the full, the full hour here. Uh, I know it gets tough with just one guy talking and one guy doing his own thing. So, uh, first and foremost, we have some big news. Uh, we have, we are in, in the process of, uh, finalizing and setting up a sponsorship with Baker Bands, Baker Headbands. Uh, you can go and check out their website. Uh, let me just make sure I have it, uh pulled up here the right way and make sure yeah it is just www.bakerbands.com uh they do uh cool custom uh both full tilt headbands and uh what you would refer to as uh like ninja style headbands um they have stuff from buffalo cleveland oh it looks uh, ohio state penn state all over uh go over there check those out you can get you know, they, they have all kinds of other stuff. And we uh, we have some news that there there's some other cool stuff happening uh, with those guys as well. Uh, more on that to come. But uh, the other thing is we are going to be doing a headband giveaway exclusively on the Hats, Tats, and Stats Instagram page. So head over, like that, at HTS underscore pod, uh, and get a jump start on being able to get one of these cool Baker band, Baker headbands uh, as soon as we set the giveaway up and get that underway. Uh, that's probably going to be something that's going to coincide with next week's episode. Um, so first and foremost, uh, big 40 to nothing W for the Bills last week. Uh, Buffalo just took it to the Texans the way you'd expect a team to take it to, uh, a team that they are just superior than across the board. Um, you know, other big news, um, our boy T-Wave crushed, crushed the Bengals uh, lock of the week over the Jaguars. It was a little dicey. The Jags kind of took it to them a little early and kind of came out hot. So, uh, Without further ado, we're going to look forward to this week. Um, you know, f- tomorrow night we got the Rams at the Seahawks. Another, you know, the Rams coming off a, a hard, hard loss to the uh, to the Cardinals there, and the Seahawks in this this division is tight. This division is good. Um, you know, you got the the Seahawks and the Niners at two and two. The Rams at three and one, and the Cardinals, the only undefeated team left in the NFL currently. Um, I think the Rams get off the Schneid on this one. I think they they push the Seahawks back uh, to two and three, and kind of make the Seahawks, you know, dropping a couple games early that maybe they didn't expect to or didn't anticipate uh, dropping early to make it a harder uphill climb in a very hard division. 
Uh, hopefully they can knock some people off and stay hot and competitive. I would love to see a, uh, a four-team or a division of all four teams making the playoffs this year. That would be great. Um, pulling up my uh, my list here of the what we're referring to as the HTS picks or games of the week. Um, this one, I'll tell you what, this has been picked as Austin the Statman's Week Five Suck Bowl. Uh, you got the Jets and the Falcons, and those are two bottom feeder teams. One win between the two of them. Um, you know the Jets finally pulling out a W. Oh, sorry, two wins between the between the two teams. Um, the Jets finally pulling a win, a win out last week. Um, and what makes this tough is it's 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 in London. Uh, this is going to be at nine thirty a.m. Eastern time, and you know it's going to be tough because it, it, it the surface over in London is always interesting. It's always a little bit different than what they're used to playing on, and um, it's going to make for two not very talented teams or two teams that aren't playing very well, I should say, um, and kind of make it a little bit more tough sledding for both of them. Uh, I I think the Jets are good enough to to pull this one out. I think they might go back to back Ws this. Uh, you know, for a little stretch of the season here. Uh, I just don't think the Falcons have enough on either side of the ball. Uh, this is the, the Falcons are going to be in a race to the bottom of the league this year. Uh, next up, we have the Patriots at the Texans. Um, the Patriots should handle the Texans very well. Uh, you know, bare minimum, you got the Bill Belichick going up against a rookie quarterback. Um, and as we know, he likes to just torture those guys. And Davis Mills did not look good against the Bills defense, who the Patriots are not as good. Uh, Matt Judon had a lot of get-off uh, this past week. Um, you know, kind of got in the face of Tom Brady a few times. I think he's going to have a good day this week and make it a long day for Davis Mills. I think the Patriots take this one, and I don't think it's close. If it's a two-score game, I would consider that tight. Um, the Lions can, are going to continue their tough sled here going to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Um, the the Vikings are offensively playing very well, and I don't think this is the game that you're going to see our boys over in Detroit get off the schneid. Uh, they're they're going to struggle this year. Um, they, have a co- they have a couple good pieces in place. Jared Goff has been playing pretty well. Um, hopefully they find a way to build through the draft and through some free agency next year and kind of turn things around in what I believe will be a far more wide open division next year. Um, but I think the Vikings take this one. Um, it might be, it might be a little tighter. It might be a little bit closer than maybe you, you would consider on paper. However, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, this is the Vikings game to lose. Really. It, it's their game to win their game to lose. Um, I think then next up, we got the Eagles visiting the Panthers. Uh, the big news, the Panthers just traded for Stefan Gilmore, who is currently uh, still not eligible to play until after next week. I believe um, this coming after the news that the Patriots, the Patriots basically dropped that they were going to release him. Uh, and then it came out that they were able to trade him instead. Uh, apparently, they were not able to tr- to cut him until four o'clock this afternoon, uh, Wednesday afternoon. And they released that they were releasing him. Uh, they they happened to leak that on Tuesday night. So 
Uh, they were able to, get, to to work some things around and actually get some value for him instead of just outright cutting him. And he will not play this week for the Panthers, but I believe this Panthers defense is going to make it a very, very tough game for the Eagles. Um, you know, I think the Eagles have been playing well, uh, and by well, I mean well above their station. I, I don't think the Eagles are very good, but they've been playing some good games and, uh, against some good teams. Um, most notably last week, they, they slugged it out for a little bit with the Chiefs until the Chiefs just overwhelmed them in the end. Uh, but I don't think the Eagles are very good. And I think you're going to see the Eagles kind of return to form, at least offensively this week, uh, against this solid Panthers defense. Uh, and you're going to, you know, I'm excited to see the uh, the continuation of the evolution of the new Sam Darnold. Uh, heading over, the New Orleans Saints are going to go play the football team in Washington. Um, I, I think the Saints take this one. Uh, it's the consistency has been the consistent thing. Consistent inconsistency has been the consistent thing with the Saints this uh, this year. But the big thing in this one is Washington's defense does not look good. They don't look like they have that get off and get them like they had last year that kept them in games and that pushed them to a divisional uh, championship and a playoff game. Um, you know, Tyler Heineke has been hot and cold. Uh, I, I I don't believe that. Uh, Tyler Heineke is the answer. I don't believe he is. I don't want to say as good. Um, I keep kind of keep calling him Tyler. His name is Taylor. Taylor Heineke. Um, I mean, he's two and one on the season. You know, he he pulled out a win against Atlanta, but I mean, Atlanta's not good. We just talked about that. Uh, he got beat up by Buffalo. And he got the W against the New York football giants. Um, I mean, and there's times he looks great. He, you know, 73% passer rating and their uh, completion percentage. And then he drops a 58 and a 69, you know, uh, last week going three touchdowns, no interceptions with 127 rating. I mean, but again, that's against Atlanta. Atlanta is not a great football team. Um, the saints have a decent defense and I think they're going to, going to make it tough on Washington and I don't think Washington's going to have a whole lot to say defensively because this defense hasn't been playing well and the Saints have a, a, at bare minimum a very good tandem of tackles that's going to make it for a long day in um in the nation's capital uh let's see here I'm trying to make sure I haven't missed any other of our games of the week yet I have not. All right, another 1 o'clock game here. The Titans travel down to Duval County to take on the Jags in a divisional matchup. Uh, you know what? I don't know off the top of my head here if, uh, you know, it, like who is going to be available. Um, you know, I, it, it, uh, it's, it's, this is tough. You know, this is really tough, mostly because... Uh, the Titans are not playing all that great. Um, you know, they're they're definitely injury-ridden this year. Uh, obviously, last week, A.J. Brown is, was out. Julio Jones was out. I mean, they didn't have anything on the outside. And really, the answer is if you stop Derrick Henry, you shut this team down. There's reports coming out that they're asking too much of... Um, Jesus, I'm blanking on this. Oh, my God. 
you're gonna have to forgive me i'm very tired right now uh it's been a long week and again this goes in with the uh the scheduling ryan Tannehill, that are there it is oh boy uh bear with me here folks uh that they're asking too much of Tannehill. um I've always considered Tannehill a, a high-end game manager. I don't consider him a a world beater, go out and win you a football game type quarterback. And he's kind of showed that. And when Derrick Henry doesn't run the ball well, uh, he de- tends to suffer. And I would tell you that I would be I would be leaning toward a Jags upset here. Except all the stuff with Urban Meyer that's been going on in the news, making the social medias with grinding on what looks like college co-eds at a, at a, at a might be an Applebee's trying to be fancy like um yeah I mean I I don't I don't believe <clears throat> I think the Jaguars are a ship without a captain right now um and that's the, that's really I this, this would be the definition of one of those divisional games that I think you know the uh the Titans get tripped up on but it you know with everything going on with uh yeah, unless the Jags use this, use the Urban Meyer thing as a rallying cry, like, hey, we don't need him. You know, let's start doing this for ourselves. Let's start doing this for, for us. And, you know, he's not going to be around much longer, so we can kind of do our thing here. Um, but uh, barring something like that, I think the Titans take this one. It's going to be a tight game. It's going to be another, you know, 24 to 21, I think. Um you know, I, I think the Jags can put points on the board. I just don't think they can. I don't think they're going to be able to slow down Derrick Henry unless they legitimately stack the box. Unless one of those two big receivers comes back this year or this week. Um, another, another Florida the one of the Florida battles this uh, for this week. That's, I mean, there's a game in Jacksonville and there's a game in Tampa. Uh, the game in Tampa involves two Florida teams. So, uh, the Dolphins traveled to. Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Um, I think the I think the 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 Dolphins secondary can slow down the Buccaneers receivers um, and kind of break it bracket them to the the Tom Brady seven to seven to eighteen yard zone of doom that he likes to live and die in uh, until he tries to take his shot. But uh, I, I don't think they can do anything else. I think you're going to see the running game for the Bucks kind of take over. And that offense is absolutely just not very good. Um, to the point that I saw somebody post today that you're going to start seeing a lot of Tua Tungavaloa jerseys in uh, goodwill bins very, very soon. Uh, Tua may be making his comeback this week. I, I, know, um, I don't know about that for sure. Uh, if he does, I mean, it definitely opens the offense up a little bit, but not a ton. Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett is actually a little bit better of a, of a passing quarterback than Tua is. I've never been a fan of Tua. Uh, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that. And, I, you know, I mean, that's that's the tough one right there is if you don't have a quarterback and you can't score points, it's going to be tough to win against, especially against the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, the Buccaneers take this one. It's at least a two-score game. You can take that one to the bank from your boy EZD. Um, the next one, the, sh- the, the this one's going to be the shootout of the week, uh, picked by Big Diesel of the Hats, Tats, and Stats uh, hosts who all get to pick a game of the week. This is the shootout of the week. The Packers at the Bengals. Um, Aaron Rodgers putting the team on his back and doing everything he can to win football games. Uh, that defense is okay. They're not doing fantastic, but they're not awful. Um, 
And the Bengals, Joey Burrow back with a vengeance with, you know, with a surgically repaired knee and doing good things, uh, doing good things offensively, you know, very quietly have a, a decent, you know, a solid running game. Uh, and the Bengals right now are currently not only are they in the lead in the AFC North, but they would be the two seed in the playoffs if the season ended today. Uh, if you told me that 10 weeks ago, I'd have told you you were high. If you'd have told me that week one, I'd have told you you were high. Who knows? Maybe you are high. I appreciate you. But uh, I'd have told you you were out of your mind for that one. But this this one definitely has the makings of a high-scoring game. Um, you know, the Bengals got better defensively, but not enough to slow down uh, Mr. Rogers and company. And I don't think the Packers can slow down Joey Burrow and company either. Uh, those receivers are doing well over there. Obviously, we all got snowed by the I can't see the ball without the stripes on it thing that Jamar Chase was talking about in the preseason amidst his issues with drops, or I don't know how he figured that out. Maybe they maybe they upgraded their stick over there in Cincinnati. Who knows? But he has figured out a way to hold on to the football and been doing pretty darn well to boot. Um, I think the Packers take this one because I can never count out Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, we, we watched a game where he had 37 seconds and no timeouts, and he got a team down the field for a field goal. So... Um, the only way for the Bengals to win is to have a lead and not is is to have at least a two score lead and not give him the ball back. Um, but I, you know, until then, I think the Packers take this one personally. Uh, but I do think it could be a little bit high scoring game. You see, both teams might get north of thirty points here. Uh, the Broncos head to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, these two teams right now are very similar, uh, especially with if Teddy Bridgewater was playing. This is the Broncos game, but. I don't know if Bridgewater is going to play, um, you know, being in concussion protocol. Let's take a look and see what the computer says on that. Uh, two hours ago, it says that he will not practice on Wednesday. Uh, he's still up in the air, probably going to be a game time decision, depending on where he is in concussion protocol come game day. Um, Teddy Bridgewater plays, they win this game. Uh, the Steelers front four with, you know, Drew Locke back there, I think feasts on him. Um, obviously not having Jerry Judy on the outside, you know, puts a lot more pressure on Cortland Sutton to do well, and a backup quarterback starting there doesn't bode well against a good front four. However, uh, it is a pure coin toss, in my opinion, if, the, if Teddy B doesn't start because both teams have a good def- have, are, are solid defensively, have decent receivers, and don't have a quarterback then. Uh, Big Ben is a petrified tree with uh, broken limbs, we'll say, as far as trying to throw the football. It, it's not good. It's not pretty. Um, and it's not really helping anybody out. And it's it's really could potentially be setting the Steelers back a few more years if he decides to call it quits after this year. Um, you know, there, it's not a good quarterback draft class. You know, again, there's been talks of Aaron Rodgers potentially landing there. There've been kind of, you know, subtle winks to one another between the Steelers and, um, the Steelers and Aaron Rodgers, but who knows that's, you know, uh, taking on the type of pay he's going to want to take on or whatever else. You'd never know what that's going to do for the franchise. And right now, big Ben's not the answer in Pittsburgh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater plays Broncos take this one. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't play flip a coin. It could go either way. Uh, the bears and the Raiders. This is one of our games of the week as your boy, me, EZD 
drops this in as the Raiders are the lock of the week this week for the Hats, Tats, and Stats crew. Um, I, I, I think that defense is too good. Uh, that front four is just too too ferocious, and they think they just they they not disguise things well, but they they run they run a good defense that can uh, is gonna is gonna be tough for Justin Fields to read and adjust to. Um, they create pressure with just with a straight four, and I think you know they have guys that can make plays outside of those front four as well. And then you bring in the fact that that offense is just explosive. Uh, they've been doing well. They've done well with with you know uh, this past week. The Raiders it very quickly turned a twenty one point differential at the half to a one score game in what felt like two plays. So um, you know this is going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the Bears defense, who hasn't been playing overly fantastic, uh, does or what they do to try to slow down this offense that has shown some incredible explosiveness. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think the Raiders take this. I think they're better overall on both sides of the ball. Obviously, you know, you have Khalil Mack over there in Chicago, but, you know, the Raiders just, the Raiders have a guy on each side. Um, they have guys up the middle that can get it done, and they've been playing well. I'm sorry, like the game against Justin Herbert is not indicative of how good this defense is. Um, but they've slowed people down. They've they've kept people. They've kept themselves in games and allowed the offensive explosiveness to come into play uh, and keep them, you know, keep them competitive and keep them tight. So uh, this is the bear. The, the Raiders are the lock of the week this week. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more of a lot more fun in that offense out of the Raiders against the Bears. The Browns travel to L.A. and take on the Chargers. Um, this one's going to be interesting because the Chargers are a good football team, and Justin Herbert is a good quarterback. Uh, Justin Herbert may be putting himself in a conversation of being top five, and that pains me because that top five conversation is starting to get very, very crowded. Um, you know, he's very, very, very. I mean, if you're not paying attention, I guess it's quietly, but he's very, very good. Um, and the unsung part of that is this defense is legit. Um, only low, allowing 74 points to date. Uh, looking through, that is the third lowest in the AFC. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's definitely nothing to scoff at. Uh, and then you have the Browns, who are the second lowest in the AFC. Wait, I lied. Fourth. Uh, that's that would be third and fourth. So these are the third and fourth teams in the AFC uh, as far as letting po- uh, points per game. Um, this is going to be a defensive slugfest, I think. Uh, I think the Browns are good enough across the board. Uh, they got better in the secondary, and that 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 pass rush and that front that front seven is is legit. Um, I think they're going to do enough to slow down the Chargers, but not stop the Chargers. And this is going to be: uh, Can the Browns run the football and get the play action game going? Because when they can. Baker looks good, and ba- Baker goes how their running game goes. Uh, that two-headed monster in the backfield's got to run the football early and often and be able to turn some play-action plays into some big hitters, and that's the way the Browns are going to have to keep with this. Uh, I think the Chargers take this one personally, but it is definitely a, a big-time toss-up either way, I think. Moving on to the 
NFC least, the Cowboys are going to whoop the crap out of the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants have got like found a little bit of a stride. Danny Dimes has looked pretty darn, pretty decent the last couple weeks. Um, I think we're seeing his ceiling right now. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think they have the team that's going to hang with the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys run with this one. I think it's going to be a good day statistically for you fantasy owners out there that got Dak and those receivers and uh, the two What's, what's emerging as a solid two-headed monster in the backfield down there in uh, in Texas. Oh, the Niners. The Niners visiting the Arizona Cardinals. This is uh, our man T-Wave's pick for the upset of the week. He's got the 49ers topping the Cardinals. Trey Lance looks like he's going to get the start for San Francisco and... Um, you know, he had a couple shaky throws early when he came in in relief of Jimmy G, but he almost immediately showed that there's a level of explosiveness and athletic ability that he possesses and Jimmy G does not. Uh, the interesting side here is it looked more and more, I mean, all preseason we heard about the, the two-headed quarterback monster over there, and then as the season went on, it looked like Shanahan was more and more committed to Jimmy G, then Trey Lance, um, and then... You know, going forward, it's it's going to be interesting to see if, if Trey Lance comes out and wins this game. I don't know how you go back. Um, you know, the Niners have been underperforming a little bit. I mean, they're a very talented team on paper. Um, you know, and th- this is a this is a, this is a need. This is a must-win game for them. I think. Um, you know, they're they've lost two in a row. Uh, they're going against the top team in their division. A win here puts them to three and two and drops the cards to four and one. You know, I mean, they've been scoring points, but they haven't been slowing people down the way this defense, you know, people thought this defense would. So who knows? Um, you know, Kyler Murray has been an absolute animal on MVP pace currently. Uh, so this would be an upset for sure. It, it's uh our, our boy T-Ways, like I said, it's the upset of the week. I would love to see Trey Lance come out and ball out. I really would. Uh, I'm a big Trey Lance fan, and I, I hope I hope him coming in, uh, I hope they get a couple running backs back that are you know somewhat serviceable. It, you know, it seems like that running game taking a beating the way it did has slowed things down for Jimmy G. Who knows? Maybe Trey Lance is that guy that the running game can be a compliment to him as opposed to him going through the running game like we just talked about Baker with the Browns. But... Um, you know, I would love to see the Niners win this one. I personally think the Cardinals are going to take it. I think they're playing too hot right now. But it's a divisional matchup, so who knows. Uh, T-Wave takes the Cardinals, or T-Wave takes the Niners. You know what? I'm going to go with my boy, too. I want to see Trey Lance get his first his first W in the NFL and uh, start changing the conversation off the old mac and cheese over there in uh, in New England after the... <sighs> Let's call it a slobber fest. That was the uh, the uh, Monday night game this past week. Um, going on to what will be what is considered bold claim Ben's game of the week: the Bills and the Chiefs in the revenge game from the AFC Championship last year. Uh, this is interesting because you know you look at this game and you look at these two teams. The Bills are playing hot; they've been dominating their opponents. And then you say, like, well, you know, Jaws just said the um you know the <clears throat> the Bills 
they haven't, you know, or the the Dolphins aren't doing well. They dominated them. The, you know, Tyler <clears throat> Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team haven't been doing a whole ton. Um, you know, it, it just there, there's just, you know, what 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 could it be? You know, are, you know, are the Bills that good? Like, well, I think we're gonna find out. I mean, this offense, the Chiefs' offense is not their problem. The Chiefs' offense has never been their problem. Um, their problem is continues to be and will be for the foreseeable future. Their defense. Um, rumor has it that Josh Gordon is making his first start this year or this week, uh, which will add a new wrinkle and another, another level of potential explosiveness to the chiefs. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many snaps he plays and how well he can know and learn the playbook and the offensive chicanery that Andy Reed brings to the table every week. Um, this to me is going to be a shootout. Uh, I, Okay. If this game is a shootout, I believe it favors the Chiefs. Um, However, if the Bills' defense can play even a little bit to what they have shown that they can play against, we'll call them lesser opponents, um, the, the Bills are primed, primed to take a huge, Huge step on Sunday night. I'm taking my boys. I'm taking the Bills. I think our um, I think our defensive front is very, very good. If Matt Milano plays, he's going to have it. Look for him to have a huge day. Um, our defensive four front is, I mean, we got seven guys, eight guys that roll through there that all do really, really, really well. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I, th- I think it's going to be tough for the Chiefs to handle everything the Bills can throw at them. And I truly believe that the the boys have been kind of just very vanilla, very bland the last couple, you know, the first four weeks. And I think they got something special lined up this week. I think they're going to throw something at the Chiefs that they're not ready for. Um, Kind of something that you might see that, you know, is a little bit similar to what happened in the the Super Bowl last year. At least that's what I think we're going to try to to do. And... uh, I'm taking the Bills, and I'm taking the Bills by two scores. I think the Bills' defense can slow the, the Chiefs down, and I don't think the Chiefs can stop a nosebleed right now. So um, let's go. We're go, going Bills by a billion here, boys. Uh, mark it down. I'm going to be real tired watching this one, but I'm going to be up and revved up the whole way. And then last but not least, the Colts traveling to the Ravens uh, on Monday night. You know what? Our boy Matt from the Two Point Conversation, who I get to guest host every Wednesday with as well, um, he's a big Colts fan. This defense looks like it's finally starting to figure some things out and still have some life to it. Uh, I don't think the Ravens are as good as they want to be or wish they were. Uh, I'm taking. I'm going to take the Colts in an upset here personally. Uh, I, I think the. I'm still not sold on Lamar as a passer. I think they're built to stop this this type of running game, um, and I think they can, you know, and and things like I and, and maybe this is just some some fandom jealousy, uh, and maybe I might get ripped apart for this one, but um, you know, I see like Lamar Jackson making that throw to Hollywood Brown last week, and there was nobody within twenty yards, nobody within twenty yards, and my man had to lay out and make a spectacular catch on a completely uncontested ball. Um, you know, and everyone's selling out about the about the catch and the the play that was made by the receiver. But my big issue there is that ball should have been 
I mean, he could he could have turned around, stopped, and waited for it, and not had to worry about anybody catching up to him. So uh, that is my issue there. Uh, I want my quarterback hitting that dude wide open, either in stride or but be safe and make him wait. But he shouldn't have to lay out and almost kill himself to get the ball when there's no one within 20 yards. Uh, and that, it's stuff like that that makes me curious on Lamar as a passer. Uh, and I think the Colts are built to, to shut him down on the ground and shut them down on the ground, especially with the running back carousel there being kind of in shambles from what they thought they were going to have at the start of the year. So uh, I'm calling a Monday night Colts upset, and I hope uh, – I don't hope I'm right, but I, you know, I, when you make claims like that, you got to hope you're right, right? Right. So um, that's going to wrap up this week's preview. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff. The games of the week will be posted the, uh, tomorrow – or Thursday, I say tomorrow, it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night when I'm recording this and going to be posting it. So, um, you know, look for the games of the week to come out tomorrow or on Thursday. Uh, this week, totally indisputable team ranking system. Uh, rankings are out. The matchup, the side-by-side matchups, uh, as as de- described, as I, I guess we'll say, by the totally indisputable team ranking system, a.k.a. the tits, um, is is up as well all of that is on our social media uh and again go check out our um our instagram page follow that if you want to be in the running for the baker bands giveaway uh we're gonna have a lot of cool we're gonna have some cool stuff to send you guys send it your way uh coming up and you know just have some cool things going on with that so uh as always it is an absolute pleasure to have you guys. Uh, cool thing too, Facebook now offers the ability to, they just have a podcast tab. So if you're on our Facebook page, you can just click the podcast tab and all of our episodes are right there. Uh, you can uh, you can listen right there if it's easier than you know Apple, Spotify, whatever. Say you have a computer at work and you want to listen and you have Facebook up, you can punch that in the background instead of trying to pull something else up or having a standalone player of any kind or without having to go to the BICBP website. However, if you want to, you can go to www.bicbp-radio.com. Uh, you can click on the pod tab, podcasts tab, then sports, and we're going to be the second row down, I believe. Or you can just www.bicbp-radio.com slash hats dash tats dash stats and you'll find us that way too you can also find us on spotify apple podcast google google podcast amazon music and anywhere else you get your uh super cool awesome and fantabulous podcast stuff from um also don't forget to check out shot takes powered by hats tats and stats podcast on the can you dig sports radio show uh, every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can get that on their website. Uh, it's my jukebox. Uh, hold on. You know what? I should probably I should probably have that at the ready for you guys. Uh, Thejukeboxradio.com, or you can download my tuner, the my tuner app. It is a an online radio app, and you can play it then through your uh, through Bluetooth, through your head, headphones, through your car, wherever you may want to listen to. You boys, uh, over the course of a four-hour show, uh, we do segments on other sports, other cool things going on um, in the world of sports on Saturday. We do a full NFL pregame preview on Sundays, and you know those include storylines to watch for the week and a game-by-game breakdown, which is a little bit more in-depth than what I just did here today. So, um, you know, you guys can check that out again. That's uh, the MyTuner radio app or thejukeboxradio.com. 
and you can check that out as law as well as all the other cool shows on those um BACBP Radio Network. Follow us on Facebook, Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Hats, Tats, Stats, I believe it is. And then at underscore HTS, sorry, at HTS underscore pod on the Instagram machine. Um, all the social medias, all the cool stuff. Check us out there. And yeah, Twitter is at Hats, Tats, Stats. And go check us out there you guys can follow us like us interact uh we like to post stuff that gets you guys talking get you guys you know rattling things around with us and even debating us on the totally indisputable team ranking system uh which kind of is the irony of the name is it's more disputed than indisputed so uh we like to get you guys input on that too and, and you know what it helps make us better uh, that being said, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we look forward to being with you next week. Hopefully, next week is a little bit slower on the uh, on the grind, and we can get somebody in here and be a, a co-host with yours truly. And you guys don't have to listen to me just ramble on on my own. That being said, thanks for tuning in, guys. And as always, we will catch you guys next week. In a post-apocalyptic world decimated by a global pandemic. Two men will arise to talk about movies. Featuring the Quote King, Austin Kelm, the Wizard of Jaws, Derek Jaws, they are the Podducers.